Welcome to the Wilson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's in here. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome to a very festive episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and this week I promise to do my best to not do uh, Luna Vachon uh, impersonation with my uh, lack there of voice, um, but I am with Jim, Mike, and Matt. Uh, sorry I missed it, but you guys held it down last week, so thank you very much. Uh, you heard. It was, it was an excellent listen. Proof in the pudding, man. Like, uh, we were talking beforehand. I guess you didn't have your show voice going, and I you thought you were sounding all right. But here you are, proving us all wrong with, yes, your, sorry. with your Luna Ajace <laughs> here. That definitely uh, yeah. was a more subtle introduction than we're Yes, I apologize. Mr. Extra Cooler. <laughs> I, I apologize. I also ended my day with kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grade. So talking to that many little people uh, <laughs> is exhausting. Um <laughs> As usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to hop in the Discord. Uh, I'm sure we'll have uh, lots of images to share after this episode tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a perfect storm uh, come through because we didn't know if we were going to have all four of us uh, for this episode. Um, but this is actually Jim's homework that he yes. delivered to us. Uh, you know, we threw it out like, okay, it's December. We just finished up Survivor Series, uh, you know, weeks of Survivor Series. And we said, let's get some uh, something festive going before the Rumble and Rumble season arrives. Um, so Jim has delivered us Armageddon 2004. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, SmackDown-only pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm, it is. Uh, you know, I uh, uh, after we recorded the last episode... I was like, I, I got to go do some research. So I combed the depths of the WGE Network or Peacock uh, to find this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a real it's good an interesting one. one. <laughs> I don't think so I've take... ever seen this before we watched it for this uh, episode. So No, we've, ta- we've talked so era. Yeah. No, we've talked so many times during this era how like we 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 didn't watch none of us watched at all maybe well, just yeah. Mania or or Rumble. Um, we were all fresh and out not of college, SmackDown, like maybe a little raw, but not SmackDown. Yeah, no, no, Matt. This is actually when you and I first like met and became friends, like yeah. right around like a few months before this pay per view aired. That's um, crazy. And we were definitely not not talking about Armageddon two thousand four. Uh, <laughs> no, at work. Neither there were too of many. Us. <laughs> There's too many beers to drink. There are way too many no, beers uh, to drink, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. This was in a dangerous period <laughs> right yeah, out of college, yeah, just... still having the uh, college mentality of let's go work, bar, yeah, yeah. home, work, bar, home. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You're forgetting uh, 3 a.m. bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches from the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Chef's kiss. Hell yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, and there was talking about no days off uh, <laughs> back in 2004 and, uh, and, and onward. Uh, <laughs> so this Armageddon 2004, like we said, is a SmackDown-only pay-per-view. It takes place December 12, 2004 from Duluth, Georgia. Um, and, and we're going to have some, some Georgia references, some Atlanta references throughout the card. Um, but you guys ready to get underway? Let's do this. So the uh, the video package that kicks things off kind of sums up the card, but really what made me be like, okay, I'm in 2004 right now and I have no clue what's going on, is the opening match, which is Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio as the tag team champions. You're which like, I, okay, yeah, I'll get yeah, this. Yeah, they are facing off against none other than Kenzo Suzuki with Hiroko and... Rene Dupree, who comes out with a poodle. Um, <laughs> I, I, this match is for, that. yeah, this, this, this match is for the tag team uh, championship. And on, on the commentary, we've got Taz and Michael Cole. And uh, Taz is basically playing the, the role of uh, pervy uh, Jerry Lawler here, right? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. He is like gawking all over uh, anything that he can get his hands on, and it is really awkward and really bad. I, I do have to harsh. admit, though, that these two together may be my favorite part of this entire pay per view. <laughs> the banter back and forth between the two. Sure, get the pervy end of the Attitude Era, ruthless aggression, beginning kind of uh, college humor out of there, uh, but. There's still some some gold in there, that's for sure. Taz, they, Taz, they chemistry, uh, Taz did it for me. Yes, yeah. They 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 really like this match. The opening, like the challengers, the fact that they were tag team champions is right. ludicrous, right? RVD and Rey Mysterio just won the tag titles from them, um, and I like honestly, I don't think I ever watched these guys in action ever. No, I think when, you know, when I was going back and watching this and trying to figure out what we could do for our next next episode, those guys came out and I was like, hmm, interesting. This is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, you know, right reading about Dupre, he's like, uh, Cole calls him a phenom. I'm going to accidentally call like Cole Todd Pettengill a hundred times tonight because <laughs> I kept writing Todd in my notes. But he uh, says he's a phenom. So I'm like, what are you, where are you getting off phenom? So you look it up, the guy like, uh, is like days away from his 21st birthday in this match, which is pretty oh, crazy. Wow. It's super young. Yeah. And I think he had won the tag team belts when he was still a teenager, which is really wild. Actually. Wow. Yeah. He basically, but, for those those people who don't remember him, he's got like, he looks like uh, like Zack Ryder almost, like before Zack Ryder was here. Yeah. Like he's got the same hair, French, the clean French cut. Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> the dude has a... How about that tank ass, though, on him? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, I'm so glad that <laughs> someone else said it, not me. I, yeah, yeah. It I looked like know. he's wearing a diaper. Yeah, I, I know. I think it's like he applied the steroids directly to his ass. Like, <laughs> that's like, oh, no. <laughs> so so I was trying to go there. Bubble ball. Oh, boy. I was looking for like the perfect... I was, find, I was trying to find the perfect segue of how to bring up Rod Van Dam and his insane swamp ass that he has oh. doing this. And here it is. So we're going from dump truck ass, and then we're going to go into Rob Van Dam, who is like in a hold, and he completely bends over, and you see <laughs> all the way from the top of his 
butt to yes. the bottom of his butt is just this big old oh, sweat terrible. stain right in the center. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know, I'm so glad I only know one of the butts at least. Now. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm gonna say it's the perfect segue though. If you're talking about uh, Rob Van Dam and his swamp ass, what his we get to hear his entrance music. What do you guys think of that entrance entrance music? And is it on the WWE Mount Rushmore uh, of butt rock? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It is so on like, there. Orton, B- Batista. Yeah. Batista. Yes. Watching Orton. Xavier Woods sing Batista is exactly why it is number one on Mount Rushmore for uh, for butt rock. <laughs> All right, good. So, so rock and look at that. We're good at this, huh? I want to talk about um, Rene Dupree bringing out a uh, a poodle, right, yeah. and uh, like a show dog, and show you, dog. you know that that dog didn't make it long because uh, Vince made him get rid of the dog because it apparently bit. Um, oh. oh no! It it bit Suzuki's girl um, Hiroko on the lip backstage. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. a joke. I yeah. looked that up. I was like, what's with Dupree in this poodle? Like, did this gimmick last long? Because I feel like I would have seen it more often, but yeah. <laughs> what was that, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, you think about one of our previous episodes. Uh, McMahon is outside with the dogs, like, right? With the security right. guards on that raw. And, I, you know, I guess the, this one, the poodle's a step too far. He had, like, Roddy's and uh, Doberman's last time. But, so, but yeah. like, go, you, you go into this match blonde. Uh, blonde. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching the screen, and uh, I just gave a little foreshadowing. But I'm watching this match blind, and halfway through, Tori Wilson gets involved. Uh, and she comes out. She chases uh, Kenzo Suzuki's girl, uh, Hiroko, God away knows, from the ringside. Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't really dive deep into uh, into it. But um, that just, you know, evens the score and, and evens the playing field, if you will. Uh, and we've got a two-on-two match that lasts 17 minutes and 12 seconds, yeah. which is insane to think about how long <laughs> this match went. It feels I'm, like I'm it's, surprised it, we've yeah. given it this much time. <laughs> I know. I'm moving. On. I'm going to move on because well, you know, because... you feel like it's a uh, a gift to the Atlanta fans, right? Because this is the first time they're back there in three years, right? So this is yeah. like a southern old WCW crowd. So here's a tag team wrestling match the last and the and, and before they before they leave, we have to reference uh, Rene Dupree's move being called the French tickler, according to Taz. Um, like, I don't even remember what the, the move was. And my notes just say that. Yo, Dupree's Nick, you know what? Move I, is the French tickler. That's, I love that name, but uh, it, <laughs> it reminds me, um, his, his, it just hit me. His ass reminds me of powdered toast man's. Uh, oh man. That's yes. Right on point. <laughs> yes. Definitely, 100%. Oh man. He just needs the, the mask and we've got yeah, powdered yeah. toast man <laughs> as a wrestler. Like, all right, you there's the your French next tickler? mashup, Nick. Powdered French toast man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> powdered French toast man. All right. Any, anybody care to give this cans in the cooler? I know we didn't say we were going to do that. I was surprisingly entertained by it, and I'm giving this – I wrote down three. I'm backing it up uh, a little bit. I'm going yeah. two and a half. Only, yeah, yeah. only because of the French tickler dance, which was kind of like in the style of yes. a people's elbow. Like he does kind of one of these back and forth dances while Taz is saying, I'm the French tickler man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he does between, it to like the wrong side, though. He doesn't do it to oh, the hard yeah. cam. Like yep. He's facing facing the announce team. And then on top of it, you have the Chalupa roll, 
from RVD (laughs) and Rey Mysterio, which is essentially the rolling thunder and a leg drop from the apron. They were talking about the 420 move or something like that, but the 20 meant like it was the combined shoe sizes of... Oh God! Rob Van Dam, and Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. Two and a half is, is is appropriate. Sorry, I spent way too much yeah. time on my rating. I'm with you on two and a half. Michael, two. two? Right. I got. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I was at two and a half. I'm gonna bump it to a three because of the interactions. Taz also does like an impression of Suzuki at some point, right? Like Suzuki goes ah, and then he goes ah, get out of here. Like he's like <laughs> pretending. It's so oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also because of the meme that's currently out there of like, uh, how could you say wrestling is real? And it's like the video of um, Tori's like doing the, I don't know, the Bronco Buster or someone. And then someone's begging for it and she gets out of the way and Mysterio comes in and gives it to her. And yep. people, hopefully you've seen the meme. Look it up if not. <laughs> it's one of the best matches on the card, sadly. Yes. What about the next match that lasts 25 seconds? Oh, baby. All right, so this is the match that basically sparked, uh, I, I believe it sparked Jim saying that we should cover this. Yes. Uh, we've got Kurt Angle. He comes out there putting his gold medal. He's got two uh, security guards with him, and he's got his, his gold medal from uh, the Atlanta Olympics with him. And he's got a uh, Kurt Angle Invitational, which he's been running on a regular basis. And he calls out Santa because, you know, Santa's a lot like him. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> it's just this whole segment is just is bizarre that they're even running this great mic work though by angle I love it he's so love good it. on the mic here talking about his daughter he bought the pay-per-view for her at home so uh you know she can watch him kick yeah. santa's ass <laughs> yeah because all she wants to do is write to santa yeah. i work I, my I, ass I, off I every love... night come home see my daughter <laughs> <laughs> i love that he breaks the fourth wall too he's like hey honey <laughs> yes it's awesome <laughs> It is fantastic. Um, so we get we get I Santa hope you're proud, comes Kurt. out. Look about a Scrooge. That's Todd. <laughs> Michael, Todd, my bad. Todd. Todd. Michael Todd. <laughs> Michael Todd. Yeah. Taz. And what I do like the line uh, talking about Angle with his fantastic mic work. He refers to Taz and the other elves, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Taz talks about and, his height a couple of times throughout this yeah. interview too. It's uh, definitely an interesting like. This Taz isn't new to the commentary team at this point. Um, no. And it's a different version of Taz uh, on this pay-per-view than I've ever seen, I think. Um, you want to talk about this 25-second match here? I'll tell you one thing, that Santa Claus in this match is actually Vito from the FBI. Oh, no <laughs> really? way. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm wow. Glad you looked, I'm glad you looked that up. That's awesome. I was trying to figure out who it was. At one point, I thought it looked a little bit like JBL, but obviously it wouldn't be JBL because we're going to yeah. talk about him later. Um, but interesting. I, yeah, it's it's the reason why we're watching this card, which is pretty funny. It's just this one Santa Claus. I'm like, Google, you know, Santa Claus uh, yeah. on pay-per-views. This was a hit, and here we are. <laughs> there we go. It was uh, it was entertaining. I loved yeah. it. Cheers. <laughs> what does he come out to? Santa? Oh, oh, how could you I forget? Wanna, yeah. Big question. I apologize. Santa here comes down to Jingle Bells, right? That's his entrance music, which is a choice by the WWE. They, someone said, hey, what should Santa come out to? Now, <laughs> I pose the same question to you guys. What, if you were in charge of the WWE at this point, you have to pick one Christmas song, what's Santa coming out to? 
any Christmas song. Don't have to worry about the rights or anything. No, yeah, right? no rights. No, no, of course <clears throat> the rights have to win now. This, this song would be a crazy – it's like the perfect wrestling Christmas song. Okay. Um, and it would fit for wrestling, but it would not fit this version of Santa Claus at all. But, I mean, obviously to me it's Trans-Siberian Orchestra oh, version. I like, like that. the slow build mm. and then just the heavy, like, rock. Mm. Mm. But, again, would not fit this Santa Claus. No, no, he's this getting – Jabroni. Yeah, he's getting whooped. Yeah. Anyone else care? Well, I uh... – I think Jingle Bells kind of fits because you want something that, like, everybody knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's iconic. You're right. It's iconic. But I would actually go with Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. (laughs) 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 The The part where they go... Vigo world. <laughs> Don't say Vigo. You know that. <laughs> I, I actually thought Nick was going to go with that because it sounded like he's building up to, like, what's the pile driver of the album? It's got, like, all that yes. kind of music yeah. on it <laughs> with the old Hogan song and stuff. Right. Yeah. Matt, you got right. anything? What, what's yours? Hit me with yours first. Well, Santa Claus is coming to town, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, Bruce, it feels Bruce like version. The Live Bruce. Version. Maybe not. That okay. probably won't play well there. But oh, all right. Yeah, it's only like live. That's the only problem. Maybe the Jackson you know, Five one then. I I I, can't, I I threw to you first because I've I've think I messed up a little bit here. And my plan was, you know, if Would if I was in charge right song? now, say it oh, again. Now, did you pick a butt rock song? Is that where you're going? No, <laughs> okay. no. Well, I guess it's kind of close, not necessarily. Ooh, butt rock but Christmas. my my thought was, if I had to book it now, not in 2004. So my song is. Our entire house is obsessed with the Foo Fighters right now in um, in Run Run Reindeer. Okay. Like, that's just yeah. like, that's that's a good insanely one. overplayed in my house by our six-year-old at this point, <laughs> and even by nine-year-olds into it, too. Um, but yeah, that would have been my like immediate choice. But then Santa Claus is coming to town has got to be the answer. It has to be the answer. So that's why, yeah. that's why I threw to you first. Fair All enough. right. Good Moving right along. Moving right along. Our next match, we've got... Uh, our tough enough match, Daniel Pewter versus Mike Mizanin in a Dixie Dog fight. This is uh, their first pay per view, right? This is they're the finalists on Tough Enough. First um, Tough Enough? No, I is think it's, it's the no. fourth. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So they are finalists, and uh, in this season, you had also had Ryback. Maven I'm sure you guys picked enough. up on that. Ryan Reeves, yep. right? <clears throat> Ryan Reeves uh, and a bunch of other jabronis that all look the same. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so before, uh, basically they've been going through things. Guys have been getting eliminated. It's it's very like American Idol style. Like yeah. this is the first one that they, not the first one, but this is where they really like every week Reality. they brought it on to like SmackDown, I think, yeah. and, oh. and had a guy get eliminated, gotcha. um, which I know they didn't do in the original seasons of Tough Enough. Um, so anyway, it comes down. This is the finals. It's it's Mike Mizanin versus Daniel Pewter. The head coach is Al Snow. They're facing off in a Dixie Dog fight. They're making a big deal out of it. Um, the crazy part to think about this is this is Miz's first WWE pay per view, yeah. and it was like 18 years ago. Like he's wow. been in WWE consistently for 18 years. That's wild. That is wild. It's unfair, um, I feel like, him in that show, because like, he's so used to doing testimonials on the, oh, like, yeah. uh, what's it called, real world, right? <laughs> right. So he had that. That was what a built-in advantage he had. So oh, I, I, but I think dive. that's why everybody hated him. 
yeah. dive right into the promos though, because Daniel yeah. Pewter cuts a promo oh before God. the Kurt Angle Invitational that is absolutely putrid. Like <laughs> I, 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 I can't even begin. The worst. I can't and, begin and, to tell you. Like, and, and for those that don't remember, and for those that don't remember, he's he's a UFC guy, uh, Pewter. But but this is a pre-tape, and they allowed yeah. it to go that awful, and still put it on screen. That must have been worse ones. Mrs. Hey. Worse, is that what you said? No, there, there's probably there worse. Must have been worse ones. Oh, yeah. oh there yeah. must have been That's worse ones. That was the yeah. best of the takes. That's yeah, <laughs> right. It makes sense because they show him later, and it's even worse. He is. Yeah, it makes me After think of the like match, yeah, yeah. It makes me think of Anchorman. Like this guy yeah. can't even think. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole thing though, they like recap everything. Like they recap yeah. like each guy getting eliminated. I enjoyed and all the, the stuff recap. they had to go through. I did too. Um, and then they make it's, even. Hold they, on, they, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, say that again. I enjoyed Nick? the recap, Mae Young. You enjoyed the recap. Oh. It was purposeful. <laughs> I'm going back to the well here, buddy. <laughs> That's a deep cut. The recap here was necessary because nobody actually pays attention to Tough Enough. Um, anyway, uh, so they after they recap everything, you get uh, – they drag it on even more, right? You get Theodore Long, oh, SmackDown geez. GM comes out. He's looking like he's wearing oh like his God. dad's suit. It's gigantic on him. But what's underneath the suit? What kind of collar is he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the good old European collar. The with the official collar of the extra cooler shop. <laughs> player, player, he, player. He, he, he takes <laughs> he takes forever to introduce the Atlantic Atlantic boxing commissioner and the yeah, referees. It's it's ridiculous. The hey, rules. The referee, the referee's name is George Chip. Would he would he like his family shorten that from chocolate right. chip on Ellis Island or something? <laughs> <laughs> so match goes if we've we've got three one minute rounds we've got three one minute rounds and uh this match goes all three rounds there's no knockout the crowd is is pissed is pissed um but it looks like it's like they like threw them in the ring and they're like just go at it yeah. like oh yeah there there was nothing you know i'm surprised that Miz like lasted as long as yeah, he did sure. with an actual fighter. Yeah. yeah. Are we getting worked? Agreed. I don't know. Getting worked? Maybe getting worked. I don't know. I think they would have learned from tough enough, right? Exactly. Right. Year on and stuff. So I think we'll maybe get a little work there. It, it could be. They could have been like, okay, don't anybody knock each other out. Pewter got the cheap shot there. Yeah, and Pewter famously put what uh, Angle in a Kimura lock, right? Like a few right. weeks before this. So like he could, that guy yeah. could go off. He's a wild card. So uh, then they hand it over to the crowd to see who the winner is, and um, they let them voice their opinion. And my favorite is they go, they let the Miz's reaction happen. It happens. It's like mediocre. And then they do Pewter, and Pewter's clear-cut winner. Michael Cole's like, wow, sounds like a tie. (laughs) It's like, no, what do we listen to, you idiot? Um, (laughs) So... Anyway, Pewter is the winner, and he gets, like, an advantage. they got to go vote on SmackDown to see who the winner of Tough Enough is. Anyway, Pewter goes on to uh, win Tough Enough, and uh, well, like the rest is history. Did yes, you like the gets Al- the shit gets, kicked out yeah. of him. Did yeah, you like the Al Snow says. interview afterwards? <laughs> it's Al's awful. Looking, Al's looking like a barber at CNC Unisex in the Jefferson Valley Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a deep cut. There get you your, go. Get your haircut for six bucks, Ron. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I can agree with that. 
Uh, but yeah, like we, like Mike was saying, Pewter is in the Rumble. He gets basically earns a spot and gets the crap kicked at him by Bob Holly and Benoit, and I think another another guy's in there chops Eddie, the shit out of him. All right, so uh, before we move forward, uh, let's talk about what's in everybody's oh, cooler. You didn't want to rate what? it? Oh, zero. <laughs> no, uh, I give it a one because I actually paid attention and I didn't like zone off. I'm gonna give it one star also just for this Daniel Pewter Pewter Pewter, Pewter uh, quote that I read about him. Like <laughs> after he gets fired, he's like, "I was in OVW and we had this one town in Kentucky we went to every week. It was basically an old barn. There were the same twenty people there every time. They all looked the same. They all had maybe three teeth each, and they all had the same name. Finally, one night I walked in and saw all the inbreds and thought to myself, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Man, dude, got, talk about yeah. sour grapes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Anybody else want to rate it? Lighten them up. I, I'm going to go too. I, I found it entertaining to watch Ooh. them willfully just uh, throw punches at each other for three rounds. <laughs> I, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. Work rate's going. I was going to give it a nip. A nip. <laughs> a nipperkin. Half a can. Yeah. I like uh, the work rate here. Yeah, no. Now it's foreign uh, nip. If you no more halves. Nip. No more halves. All right, so uh, what's in everybody's cooler? Sorry, I'm uh, Ooh, losing the voice. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and I sound like I'm hitting puberty again. I did have uh, a dip last week. But, uh, and then the week before, didn't you? No, I think you did. I had a pony. No, I've got no oh, nips. Jim, oh, you Jim had the did. pony. Yeah. All right, so anyway, let me read my ad, guys. <laughs> An extra cooler show on what's in the cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing, known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Sloop was named the fastest growing regional brewery in 2019 by the Brewers Association. Wow, this is a long ad. Uh, Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. Uh, This week, as you can probably hear with my voice, I uh, barely have it, and uh, I am sipping on a hot toddy with a little bit of Jameson. Oh, you got got the Jameson in there. Jameson, a little bit of honey, and some tea. Mm-hmm. For those I, that don't know what a damn hot toddy is, yeah, you should know. Educate yourself. People. <laughs> I've got um, one of, yeah. Go ahead. One of the best hot toddies I ever had was actually at the Jameson factory in Ireland. It was oh. it was spot on. Like even That's... my mother, who does not drink whiskey, was like, "Okay, I need another one." <laughs> yeah, straight from That's straight awesome. from the source. That sounds awesome. That I'm does. Jealous, jealous of that. Yeah. Well, I have a uh, Gators, uh, Gators, Skinner's Everglades juice. <laughs> uh, straight out of a silver can you guys can't see it at home unfortunately but it's there it's actually water in this i'm not gonna lie because i my butt's kind of like the everglades right now and, <laughs> and uh i i'm keeping it real so but i i figured i'd do you all the honor of drinking out of a, a skinner spittoon kind of tobacco <laughs> can. it's it's beautiful we've been hearing about this and hoping it would become a reality uh for what 82 episodes now yes. <laughs> And it's, it's finally my, here. Every Jim, I was thinking about putting black uh, food coloring into it. Not that I, I don't think we have yeah, that. Yeah. Then I was worried my teeth can be all black tomorrow. That's not good. Jim made his son eat a can of beans for dinner tonight, yeah. just so he could have that can tonight. Son, you're eating garbanzo beans tonight. <laughs> I'm, I am a little disappointed that the can is in such good shape. It's not yeah. beat up in any way, shape, or form. It needed some dents and dings in that sucker, but give us keep another using hundred it. episodes. All right, yeah, yeah I'll keep there. using it, and then you'll be okay. Just right. don't cut your mouth on it. I think we're afraid. Yeah, of there's it. a tough spot here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, my friends, are bringing back other half again. I talked last week about how I made the stop at their satellite brewery in Manhattan, and uh, 
This week, I'm bringing 11 pounders, which is a, uh, you know, your your regular IPA is kind of how they describe it versus Mylar Balloons. So Mylar Balloons was the Imperial IPA that they had previous. So this is just a smaller version of that. Really, really good. Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, El Dorado, and Amarillo. And it is delicious. Highly recommended. It's only 5.8. And Whoa. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Beautiful. Cheers. What do you got, Nipperkin? Well, last week I had the Nipperkin of Stella Artois. This week I have its mama, oh, Stella gee. Artois, big mama. You groans up and you groans up. Boy, yeah, this is your big boy. So, uh, cheers. I, those, I feel like those Stella bottles are still like they've like sized them down to like eleven point two ounces. Yes, like, yeah, they really, yes. uh, they're cutting corners. Probably, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's like I leveled up from one to two in like a role-playing game or something here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, I am not, I am a very much an anti green bottle beer guy, oh, yeah. but I've been going out Thursday nights for football with some buddies. And, uh, my go-to has been Stella cause it's a dirt bar and, and <laughs> there's really nothing that interests me from a craft perspective. <laughs> Stella's a uh, very good, you know, yes. instead of getting like a Bud Light, a Miller Light, all, yeah. all oh, of yeah. those. Give me Stella. Over that. Yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> All right, moving right along, we've got a backstage segment with Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, and and Booker T talking backstage about how they're going to face off uh, in a uh, in a match to take out JBL and Undertaker. Right? They're talking about it's just like nonsense banter back and forth. Them planning how they're going to first take out JBL, and then they're going to take out Taker, and then you get the the classic uh, El Hombre Undertaker. Muerto. Yeah, yeah, excellent, excellent. It is. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, yeah, I, it was incredible. Jim, you sent us pictures of it uh, when you proposed this pay per view, and to me, that kind of sold me. Yeah, uh, take Taker creeps up on him, doesn't say anything, <laughs> walks in between them, and it's kind of awkward, it. actually. Yeah, I liked it. Oh, I loved yeah. every second of it. I thought it was yeah. like I, it's three all timers, and they're they're each bring something unique to the table. Eddie and yes. Booker are so good together, and then oh. Undertaker plays the perfect, like yes. does his job perfectly. Yeah, it's the probably the maybe the best part of this whole pay per view, if I'm being honest with myself. You are. So uh, our next match, we've got the <laughs> Basham you. brothers, Doug and Danny, uh, <laughs> facing off against Hardcore Holly us, and Charlie Haas. All right, so. I like their music, actually. So. The Basham yeah. brothers are part of JBL's cabinet. They're former tag team champions. Uh, they also look like they could be, uh, you know, the bald, uh, maskless version of Kane, uh, <laughs> like his little brothers. Um, they're they're awful. I had no clue who these guys were, Doug and Danny. Uh, they were sex slaves in a previous life in WWE yeah. uh, with some woman who just dominated them on screen. <laughs> she was a tough enough winner, actually. Yes, you're right. So uh, in mid-2003, they were promoted to the main WWE roster when Dimaja, that was one of the guy's names, was renamed Danny Basham, and the duo were billed as brothers despite having no actual real-life biological relationship. <laughs> How about that? Wild. Hey, you guys are bald. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Let's make you brothers. Yeah. And I like Cole explains that this is 
this is a bonus match. And it's like, oh, yeah. what, a, what a treat. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's like, what a treat. Christian we're brothers. Oh, they got yeah. long hair. Yeah, and I on know, top of it, guys, you get to see Charlie Haas later in the night. Well, <laughs> like, he says something else. Yeah, awful. So anyway. He's emotionally the, charged. Yes, oh, because yeah. because he uh, his fiance uh, Miss Jackie has a match later in the night that he is going to be the special guest referee for, and uh, basically later in the match Haas is distracted by Dawn Marie and Miss Jackie, uh, who comes to his aid. Hardcore har- Hardcore Holly gets distracted by Haas being distracted, gets rolled up. One, two, three. Match ends. Har- hardcore Holly is pissed at Charlie Haas and. Do any of us care 18 years later? Oh. As far as cans uh, go, I'm spitting my beer back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> backwash. Yeah, it's this backwash. This is awful. Awful that's, six. That's what it is. Awful Maybe. near seven minutes of a match. Yeah. Um, this is. I wish I could bring back the moldy cooler that I had for – I gave to some other <laughs> yeah. thing. This, this, this deserves it. Did you know – here's a little factoid. Do you know where the Bashams entered their wrestling careers in America at least? Where? I'll give you the initials. JCW. Do you know what that is? I'll give you five bucks. No. JC. You ready? Yeah. Juggalo Championship Wrestling. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Enough said. All right. Can we move on? I hope they're on cameo. I'm going to get the cameo from them. Wallow in this for a few more minutes. No, move on, please. (laughs) I'm going to cut my lip on this cannon if I I have to talk about this match anymore. (laughs) Next match, we've got a a match of John Cena, who is the United States champion in a street fight versus Jesus, uh, who is the bodyguard. No, this is Jesus. He looks really tall. I don't know who the hell he is. And he's uh, Carlito's bodyguard. And the storyline is that Carlito and Jesus attacked Cena, stabbed him in the kidney, uh, and He'd probably be in jail. Yeah, yeah. Here, bro, here we are. Cena is going to get his title just back. Ruthless aggression, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cena's so Cena returns from getting like stabbed in the kidney to get his U.S. title back. And uh, wins the title back, and now a week later he's got a defended in a street fight versus Jesus. This How guy's about his chain, though. Yeah, oh yeah, his chain. Oh yeah, this sorry. Is like uh, the model in Tatanka again with the feathers, right? Like the yes, chain yes, basically or, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Kama Mustafa. Kama Mustafa. Thank you. Yeah. Classic How about Cena's uh, hoodie? His Word Life hoodie in the oh. promo. He's got the old WF font. I like the just for the font. Yes. What about the new one? This is like when he was like knocking off everything, right? The shirt that he comes out to. He debuts the spinner belt. This is yeah, the debut yeah. of the U.S. title spinner belt. And he's got a... Uh, beginning of the end. A Ruck Fools uh, shirt, which is yeah, basically a knock on uh, the classic Hogan shirt. Oh, um, just one more thing about the promo I forgot. Um, it was pretty interesting. It's got the crazy like sound effects in it, right? It's going pow, yes. pow. And then it, at the end, it cuts to like Gregorian chanting. Did you, did you hear that? It's like... <laughs> yes. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It's like a Why? really unhinged WWE, right. WWF promo. For a street fight For versus street fight, yeah. two thugs who stabbed him in the kidney. He's got like two little Band-Aids on his back during the match. Um, and he's also wearing capris that yes. are about like eight inches above his ankles. Straight up uh, Rafael Nadal. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's an interesting street fight because Cena's the champion and he dominates the entire street fight. He beats the shit out of this guy. Yeah, and he's the face. He's significantly shorter and smaller yeah, than, this guy's than so much Jesus. Bigger than him and he gets destroyed. It, 
Yeah, well, it's, he is, it's he strange. Is dressed like uh, Jesus suspenders. Yeah, he's yeah. Dressed, yeah, he's dressed like a dancer in like a Madonna video or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's in Magic Mike or something. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Cena ends up uh, pulling him back into the ring after a lot Very of back and forth outside, and and hits him over the head with a, a tiny street sign, and uh, then hits the fu and knocks Carlito out with the chain and matches over. Cena retains. Hey, uh, Matt, what's the uh, V word for how uh, Cena looks in this match? Vince's favorite word. Vascular. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm impressed um, with this. This had to have been part of the time where Vince was like really starting to click on Cena because he takes oh, his shirt off and there is the high pitched lady scream that like you get with Jeff Hardy too. Yeah, yeah. But, like the shirt comes off and it's ah! like right away. And uh, yeah, this had to have been right where Vince was like, Oh, he's a star. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. He's got sick music too. I think Cena, I like this music. Yeah. I, I could care less I about too. his uh, posturing tough guy rap, the rapping going on. Like it's oh, a little, yeah. oh, he's a little over the top for me with that stuff. But the word is awesome. Yeah, it's like, all right, settle down, John. <laughs> settle down, John. <laughs> I did see in this match one of my favorite things about these old cards is someone with a disposable camera shooting. Yes. Nick, I yes. want you, can you scan your old ones and like, I don't know, oh, put, the, put the images on like t shirts or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Make, make AI beat that shit. That is, yeah. AI, AI, AI cannot. Ain't got nothing on those cranking they can't wheels. Create that grainy <laughs> that idea. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a few more. Believe it or not, there's four more matches, right? We're on to the sixth match. Dawn Marie facing off against Miss Jackie, another match that I don't think anybody cares about. Charlie Haas is engaged to Miss Jackie, and I believe in real life they actually got married and yes, they were they engaged during this. Um, backstage segment, the writing's all on the wall. He goes to give her a kiss, tells her, uh, give me the ring so I can hold on to it so you don't lose it. And... Uh, it's just really awkward because then they French kiss. And oh, wow. It's like the most nauseating <laughs> oh, thing I've ever seen. Um, love angles are just painful in wrestling, and this yeah. is further proof. Um, match ends, and uh, Dawn Marie defeats Miss Jackie by a, a roll-up that Haas has to count one, two, three. Haas flips out, calls off the engagement, and then he says making making love to her is like making love to a dead, wet fish. Um <laughs> He takes the ring that he has in his pocket. He calls off the engagement, pretends to propose to Don Marie, and uh, leaves the ring and says he, he would never propose to a, I don't forget what derogatory to- yeah. term he referred to that I'm not going to repeat. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to even, we're, we're just going to keep moving on, I think, right? He was married to Miss Jackie from 05 to 2020, four kids. They got divorced. Wow. I, I feel like I, I did hear about that recently. You know, if Haas and Miss Jackie can't make it, what hope do the rest of us have, you know? <laughs> love, that Doctor. Is, that is here. true love. That uh, was... <laughs> true love. French kissing like that. Yeah, these are two women that I don't really even remember. I don't yeah. remember. Dawn Marie currently occupied as a nurse. Imagine like getting knocked yes. out and waking up. Oh, I'm in ECW. Yeah, yeah. she was in ECW oh, yeah, like she, beforehand, yeah. the original ECW. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think Jackie was the runner-up to yes, uh, Shaniqua or whatever in uh, yes, tough enough too. So then, uh, 
no disrespect to his probably his actual wife, but it cuts to a backstage of Big Show walking to the ring and uh, Joy Giovanni comes out, who is like probably the most attractive woman on the roster, at least that we've seen so far. Um, she's like sucking face with the Big Show and backstage, who has to go face Kurt Angle, Mark Jindrak, and Luther Reigns in a three-on-one match. Um, I have zero notes on this match that goes nearly ten minutes because talk about another shit show of a match. Yeah, I I like in the beginning though. There's just you know we get the yeah, <laughs> but it's like a weird match. It's like three on one, but only yeah. one man is allowed to be in the ring at a time. It's it's there's, so stupid. Yeah, there's a um. Let me just I want to talk about this one sign in the audience in the beginning when they're coming down. It's a you suck sign, but it's like the person made the like most terrible font choice ever. It looks like Times New Dog shit. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> you can see it. And yes, this is the only wrestling podcast where you'll get font type jokes. Um, <laughs> but then what the hell is Luther Reigns? Did you what, who is that guy? Yeah, was come on. Jail or something? Yeah, he, yeah, he says he's fresh out of jail. He looks like um if I may make a Christmas analogy here, <clears throat> bear with me a second here. So instead of a Mogwai, you know, which is in Gremlins, that's what Gizmo is, right? <laughs> yes. So in, instead of that, if Gremlins the movie had a Kurgan, I think if you got Kurgan wet and fed him after midnight, <laughs> most of like what popped out of his back would look like Luther Reigns. Go check it out. He looks like a little like bastard Kurgan. <laughs> he does, 100%. Oh, Jim, you're a genius. <laughs> What is called the say, only note most of his life behind bars. Like, <laughs> yeah, is uh, that Pentengill or is that, that Cole? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. That was their <laughs> one in the same. I, oh, the man. only uh, the only note that I had for this match was try not to make a Roman Reigns joke, and that was really it. Yeah, I know. Who is this guy? His nephew? Yeah. <laughs> he, All right. he doesn't move. Apparently, apparently, he was in WCW in 1997. Yes, the name Horseshoe. And his hair was shaved in a horseshoe pattern for this gimmick. <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey, Doesn't get Roman more Reigns. WCW than that. No. Roman Reigns is the head of the table. This guy's the ass of the table. Eh? <laughs> Luther, Luther doesn't look Samoan. <laughs> Where's the tribal tattoos? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. I don't know how I'm supposed to pick myself up and bring us to Funaki versus Spike Dudley right now for the cruiserweight you, you championship. Bring work right. holding a picture of uh, Luther Luther Reigns. Did you change your name to Muther Reigns? I like that. Yeah, uh, big fan, big fan of Luther. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we talk I love, about I love Funaki? All guys named Luther. I love Luther from Coach. Oh, yeah, show Coach. Yeah, so. fair. Can we you know another Naki interviewing himself, please? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's 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 a highlight. It is. A, it's totally a highlight. It's, it's a treat. Um, <laughs> backstage, he's interviewing himself, and then you get a pissed off Spike Dudley. I hate Dick Spike Dudley. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the worst. He's Nobody the worst. likes like who likes dickhead Spike Dudley. Nobody. <laughs> so, so for me, if he came on the screen and I was watching it on mute, 
and there were no like bottom third announcements, I would have had no clue it was Spike Dudley. Zero idea. Really? When he walked on the screen, I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and then they said Spike Dudley. I and mean, he's got this like goatee that's probably yeah. as long as my beard, but nothing else. It looks really yeah. strange and awful. I, I just get 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 Spike Dudley off my screen. And what I'm an, good. what an insult with the crew that I forgot about that cruiserweight title. That thing looks like the old foam titles that like we would buy one of our children these days. It's so minuscule for these little guys. Yeah, give give the tiny guys that little. Yeah, give them a tiny title belt. Yeah, damn it. You know, uh, ass. What do you call him? Dick, asshole Spike Dudley. Yeah. Yeah, dickhead. Dickhead Spike Dudley. <laughs> if, when I, I go to the Bills Jets game on Sunday. I'm gonna. I guarantee you, I'll see like a hundred people that look like dickhead Spike Dudley in a parking <laughs> parking lot before the game. Hey, 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 dickhead Spike Dudley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing their best dickhead Spike Dudley impressions, going through tables. Uh, uh, Armageddon right. your title though, right? Another best knock, knock best joke. line of the entire event yeah. right there. Yeah. Knock uh, knock knock joke where Funaki's uh, punchline yes. is Armageddon your title. Oh, good. <laughs> he, he like mic drops it. Like, that's awesome. And heads to the ring. This match goes almost ten minutes, and I didn't pay any attention. I I'm do, not gonna lie. Do we know why Funaki is wearing SmackDown? logos on his I, gear i like vaguely remember funaki being like all in on smackdown but someone's gonna correct me i know it uh, that's that's totally fine the best part of this match is the cole and taz banter back and forth taz is destroying cole for calling the wrong moves during the match like uh <laughs> he makes a small package joke about cole would uh be able to to you know um would be able to to what's the word i'm looking for uh relate that's the word idiot uh <laughs> that cole would be able to relate to a small package and uh yeah the back and forth was tremendous unlike me trying to deliver these <laughs> these lines moving I on i slipped yeah, you some mo- gator juice don't feel bad moving on to our final match of the night we're not going to even give that cans and cooler because i don't wait, think wait, i just remembered one thing the end of this match was a, an almost catastrophic botch there <laughs> is like a um a move where essentially the, he's going what looks like to be a Canadian destroyer type flip over move and spike almost catches his head on the mat where it could have been catastrophic. It was so bad. so close because it looked like they slipped and spike barely tucked his chin to get it underneath where uh, it could have been ugly. This match sucks because it's, I don't, I don't want to see spike fighting cruiserweight battles. I want to see him like in car accidents. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you want from spike. Yeah. Sorry. And Spike Dudley loses the match, by the way. He loses yeah. his cruiserweight title. And, and, and this should be more happy. fun than it is. Like, this should yeah. be fun, this this match. And, like, Funaki winning. And, but it's just not. Falls flat. Agreed. So, moving on to our main event, this we've got... on velocity. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Oh, half sorry. the card knows. Sorry. We've got JBL, the champion, facing off in a fatal four-way against Eddie Guerrero, Booker T, and The Undertaker. So right now, during this gimmick, we've got JBL and his cabinet. His cabinet includes the Basham brothers. Um, there's a female in there, too, Joy. right? Joy. Yeah, who is she? Joy. Joy, Joy Giovanni. Yes, yeah, sorry. Joy oh, Giovanni. Oh, that's Giovanni? Um, like Big Show Giovanni? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, that. yes. And uh, why am I drawing a blank on the other guy? Orlando. What's the other guy's name? Orlando. Um so they're backstage, and this is where I want to see my video packages, Matt. 
this is where I want my video packages right before the main event and the main event only. I want it recapped. I want it to show me like what's been going on, how we got here. This is right after Survivor Series um, where Booker T lost to JBL because of the cabinet. And uh, anyway, here we are with Fatal 4-Way and – this is a good promo. Yeah, yeah. You've got the cabinet. Way too long. Oh yeah, it's like uh, they're they're going up to him one by one, like it's a wake, and uh, because he's about to lose his title, and there's nothing they can do to help. It goes on just. I feel like it goes on a beat too long. Like yes. it definitely goes on too long. But I like it for the most part. I agree. I, I, I've, and always, I, I've never been into JBL. Like this is when we didn't watch, and I was like, ugh, JBL's the guy. I remember thinking that, and like. But that this makes me like a little more buy into it a little bit more. He is he's such a like a classic wrestling heel to me. Yeah. Especially sure. like this version of JBL. Like Punchable Face. He he yeah, and he radiates so much heat, it's incredible. Like yeah. there's like I have always been drawn to the heels. This is not a heel I would be drawn to, which no. makes him like legitimately good at right. what he does. Yeah, like, exactly. 100%. You know? exactly. Not like Stone Cold, who like when he was, no. you know, he's first came around. He's yeah, magnet. yeah, no, exactly. Um, the tennis jacket, like the that, Nike tennis jacket, and yes, the towel. Something that draws more heat, though, is the music from the intro package. The end is near. <laughs> like oh, it, so is, it is, it is brutal good. bad. It's brutal. Start, <laughs> talk about butt rock. Came to me in a dream last night. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that is that's, that's, uh, definitely uh, mountaintop butt rock right here. Uh, oh yeah, mountaintop for sure. So I I do like the match. So so we get all four of these guys come down to the ring. Um, JBL doesn't has have his limo come down. Uh, Eddie comes out with the low rider. Uh, it's just it's fun to see like and watch these with fresh eyes. In my opinion, yeah. um, it, especially when you're looking at like three guys or four guys who have pretty good chemistry in this yeah. match. I think um, the match goes 25 minutes. And uh, like I said before, the cabinet is, if they interfere, uh, JBL will be stripped of the title automatically. Um, so, yeah, so we get all of them down the aisle. The match starts off. Um, Bradshaw just plays a cool waits outside as the other three go after each other. I thought the beginning of this match was actually a little too slow. Definitely. Um, but then when they kind of let uh, there's there's a turning point halfway through where they kind of let Eddie take over, I feel like, and yes. that's when it takes off. When I when you see Eddie in control and Eddie and Undertaker going at it, I was like, I found myself glued back to the match. Yeah, one hundred percent. Eddie is one of those guys that like from the ten years that I personally was away is one of the reasons why I want to go back and watch more. Yes, absolutely. Like one hundred. It's hard for us to cover a lot of these because it feels like you lose a lot of the like nostalgia feels that we have talking about the attitude era and the new gen and and even before that but eddie is worth the price of admission just watching him easily operate in the ring is really really amazing the i thought the the gear and the the teal gears awesome with the gold boots and the flames like it 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 just screamed classic eddie and made me want to go watch more and even jbl like you were talking about before like a a true master at being a heel here and it it makes you want to watch and pay attention and i was pleasantly surprised by this match on the subject of eddie too and the gear uh how about the the t-shirt he wears on the entrance? Yeah, like, Tabasco, Tabasco. With, like I think Latino Heat. It says. Yeah, yeah. I didn't He's, remember that. I one. didn't. I don't remember that one either. 
I thought have the same Ted thing. dial that one up for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, between um, him in this match and his promo earlier, it, it yes. is worth like the price of admission just to go back. And we kind of like kind of backdoored into a cool Eddie spot by doing this card, which is nice. And, yeah. Totally. And when you when you think about it, JBL, Booker T, and Taker obviously are big dudes, like tall. And Eddie is like he's like a good like half a foot, if not more, shorter than all three of them. But and it's, it's noticeable. Massive. But he, yeah. Swole. Oh yeah. Yes, very small. So, like, chaos ensues halfway through, right? JBL delivers the weakest powerbomb to Booker T onto the table, and it's supposed to collapse, but it doesn't. So he improvises with an elbow, which finally breaks the table. Um, that, that ugly. That that elbow was ugly. Oh, and, and Cole sold it, too. Like, oh, yeah. the elbow broke the table. And then I, my I, favorite. I, I, yeah, go ahead. You go. No, I was going to say right after that, uh, you've got Taker delivers the last ride to JBL, like immediately after it, through the Spanish announce table. And my favorite, I don't know if you picked up on it, you got Carlos Cabrera straddling the guardrail yeah, like, like <laughs> on the outside. I don't know why. That just like <laughs> got my eye. I like this bit. <laughs> reminded me of um, the SummerSlam we saw with the Fatal Four Way, which yes. was like all oh, horses, yeah. right? Like I was like, yeah. oh, this is oh, like that made me think of that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like I forgot that these Fatal Four Ways can be pretty awesome when it's like big horses, like yeah, throwing throwing each other around outside. I... And the key, the key is always to like get rid of a few guys or get rid of one or two of them so that right. you can spotlight yeah. some of the yeah. other spots. Yeah. That's when the match gets interesting when there's guys down actually. I love a little chaos in my wrestling. That's something that I've yeah. like, felt like I've unlocked in my brain over the last couple of weeks has been like a little bit of chaos in my matches go a long way with me really staying engaged and loving it. And that four way that you talked about at SummerSlam, uh, was it Brock, Reigns. Braun, Reigns, and Joe. Samoa so, Joe? Yeah, Samoa, yeah. Like that. The, that was the epitome of chaos in yeah, a and it was like breaking four-way and it crap all over perfectly. the like uh, ringside. It was awesome. Oh yeah, and yeah. these guys. I mean, these these they're all all timers. It's great. It's fun. Whoa, it without a doubt. Out. And it was new to my eyes, you know. And like I said, the last like ten fifteen minutes of it is a lot of fun. Like if Bang. you can get through the beginning of it, I because I found the beginning slow at points, but like once like Eddie starts teasing, bringing the ladder into it. Um, which he eventually then so before the ladder gets involved, Undertaker no sells uh, two frog splashes. Yeah. Eddie goes back to back like opposite corners with the frog splash, and Taker no sells it. Does the classic sit up, and uh, that's when you get Eddie gets the ladder involved, and he hits a frog splash off the ladder. JBL pulls the ref out. Um, that's a good spot. And, These and, are all great yeah, spots. And, and at that point, that's when I'm like, wow, Eddie and Taker had some good chemistry. And yeah. I wanted to go back and find spots or matches between the two of them. Would like to um, see them at WrestleMania. Yes. Yes. Uh, so then that's when, literally, I kept wondering, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of went into this assuming JBL was going to somehow win. I, I right? assumed yeah, I did same. not know, though. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to happen. And then right. it looks like Undertaker is going to win. And uh, Heinrich, who <laughs> comes out of nowhere, comes out of the loony bin, well, as Michael says. This guy just comes out of the loony bin. And, <laughs> and he attacks the Undertaker as he's about to tombstone JBL. And uh, I, I don't I don't know, man. That was kind of like unnecessary. unnecessary. The fact that they made that guy one half of, like, the Legion of Doom is a disgrace. (laughs) Most disgraceful. That was after this, right? Like, what year was that? 
Legion Doom thing a few years later. Sounds like homework to me. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't learn their lesson with Draws, so they're like, okay, Draws didn't work, but let's try Heinrich. He was managed by Paul Heyman. Or no. Am I imagining? I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway. Heinrich out of my memory. (laughs) JBL tries to pin all three Uh, Booker and Eddie kick out Undertaker sits up JBL looks stunned And then uh, Heinrich gets involved And pulls Undertaker out With the Cobra Clutch Knocks him out of the match JBL hits Booker T with a clothesline uh, Which we don't even see I don't know if you caught that The ending was The cameraman completely botched it Right? It just looks like All you see is JBL Finishing a move And then diving On top of Booker T To pin him Plus it sucks Especially because After what we had just seen Of the match Where he's going around Just pinning guys Like without even Doing a move It almost looks like It's just a continuation Of that Yeah Yep it, it definitely fell flat because of that exact reason. You don't see it until the replay happens. And then you're like, oh, he hit the clothesline from hell. All right. It was actually a warranted victory here. Yeah. But we just didn't see it that way. Yeah. It it makes you really wonder, like, what was like what was going on backstage. And mind you, did you catch – I'm sorry for getting random here because I'm watching as JBL re- retains his title and the referee hands him the title, right? Yeah. He, he storms off in the crowd. Did you you caught who the ref was, right? Remind me. Uh, he's a Hepner, a Hepner oh, son. Oh, really? No yeah. way. Yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think he like later on went on and did some time in TNA. I think maybe. Yeah. Right, maybe yeah. I'm. Uh, nope. You're totally right. Okay. You're totally right. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the undisputed title design? Like just the title itself. I hated it the moment I saw it. It's the oh, one yeah? that you, that's the one JBL's wearing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, Looking I'll back, get... it's not as bad. Yeah. But at the it, moment when it came out, yeah. I was like, ah, man. It, 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 There's you know, been worse since. That's why sure. I'm saying it's not that yeah. bad now. Yeah. Uh, it's not the spinner. It's not the marketing display that the current titles yeah, right. are now. But, I, I mean, it's kind of on par with trying to do what the AEW title yes. does really well, which is it looks beautiful. It looks tremendous, in my personal opinion, the AEW title. And the this one is trying to be that. Yeah, Even it looks like... we're 20 years later, but you know what I'm saying. It, no, it, it looks yeah. like... You know what it looks like to, to pig, piggyback off what you're saying? It's like when NXT debuted the North American title. Yes. Um, it looks like they're trying to do a modern twist on like a uh, on a classic title. Yes. Um, yeah. With all you the intricate pieces in the design. And like yep. at the moment, I hated it because, you know, 2004, we weren't watching, but we still wanted them to go back to the winged eagle that we all love so much. Um, and we wish they never got away from. And this, like looking back, it's like, oh wow, this might not be that bad. Yeah, yeah but it, even the yeah. big, even the big eagle, like the attitude title circular one, still yes. was in the same vein. So this was a like drastic change right. and yeah. drastic difference. That total different like, shape. Why isn't there an eagle on yeah, it? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. We didn't handle I, uh, radical departures well. But yes, like yes. you said, and no. I think it fits. Um, Really well with JBL here too. I think. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. I think that's well like said. Country club, and then we get the uh, you know championship. I know Brock had it. Before Brock that. had it too. Right. Yeah. Yes. We should investigate yep. the uh, the best people to wear it and just like just see what it, it reassess yeah. that out. Did Rock <clears throat> Rock hold it too? Yeah. Rock held Great. it first. Yeah. I yeah. feel like he did. Yeah. Then he All lost right. 
Brock. So that match was entertaining, but let's give this whole event uh, cans in the cooler. Anybody? This is a hard one for me because I can't. I I can go out there and say that I was extremely entertained for the two two hours and forty minutes that this pay per view lasted. Right. I always like watching these new ones where I've never seen them. Yeah. Uh, and this one was fun because I don't even think I've ever seen any highlights from this pay-per-view. So I can yeah, like com- I feel like I can comfortably give this that while the wrestling was not anything like to write home about, but the way they ended this with the match, I would be comfortable giving it like a three, three and a half. I think oh, that's, that's I fair. think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I um, the end definitely saves it. The last if it's without the last match, forget about it. Right, like right. But I'm with you. I watched this whole thing in one sitting actually yes i usually do not do granted no. i was up against the gun to watch it but even so i was like coming off a of sickness like i could have passed out but i was like into it the whole time yes because it's like we've talked about it's a pay-per-view and it's got enough balance of little goofy things santa claus yes tough enough stuff um but three it, that's as high as it can go despite the classics yeah. because it's uh jindrak of the clones you got jindrak haas right the basham brothers um mm-hmm. the whole yeah, tough the, enough renee cast. dupree yeah, Renee Dupree, um, and all these like, got like these Kendall guys of that era, which yes. is weird. It's really weird right. looking back. That's the weirdest thing. About you Sarah. you look at like I look at the the timestamp of each match too, and is that a product of like Vince or whoever's running the show being like, we got to fill close to three hours. We have to fill close to three hours because if you trimmed up a lot of these matches and cut it down to like closer to two hours, it it would be. Uh, yeah, a lot more entertaining because the pace would have been better. Because when you think about it, you've got like one, two, three, four matches that go over ten minutes, mm-hmm. and and some that go, and two of those go twenty twenty five minutes. So, but it, and it, it does only clock in at two thirty seven, I think something like right. that, which is uh, tolerable, I think. Listen, the way the way I would put it best is. I I would give it a three three and a half, but I would recommend watching the main event if you're going to watch one thing from it because yeah, the main event like, is the, is the Matt highlight. Said before I'm sorry, we've been dominating the conversation. We'll kick it to you guys, but it's worth the price of admission alone for the Eddie stuff and that main yes. event. Like so, it's it's worth your time on the big match and the, that fun stuff. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, sorry. For me, it's three cans. I'm going to open the fourth, but Ooh. then I'm going to go to take it to my mouth and I'm going to watch there being tongues shoved down people's throats yeah. and I'm going to put the can down and walk away from it. <laughs> yeah. So you've got, you've I'm got sticking a squiggly little, you've got a squiggly little pewter on yeah. the lip of the can. Or <laughs> pewter. I, I want to give it more, but there's too yeah. much of the ruthless aggression yes. era yeah. Gaga in the middle that takes it down and I yeah. can't go past the three, but watch yeah. Kurt angle on the mic. Watch even, even, Eddie, uh, I'm sorry. Even Ray and RVD in his swamp ass in match one is <laughs> is worth watching. But the main event for me was really entertaining. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, all four of them, like you said, are Hall of Famers and uh, worth a watch for damn sure. Yeah. It and you know what the the selling point is that the event ends strong. Yeah. Which sometimes yeah. You, you don't always see, mm, and nope. that that's a huge selling point. Michael. Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to give it. Dose cans. Uh, Living up to Mikey work rate. I think that's fair, though. Yeah, it is. You know why? Because uh, was I entertained? 
A fair amount, sure. Would I watch this event again? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. I'll give you that yes. much. Yeah. Rewatchability, zero. I, I think the biggest takeaway <laughs> yeah. from it is it make like Matt said it, and Jim reiterated, it makes me want to go watch more Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sure, yeah. So, and even sure. JBL. Yes. Yeah. 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 It definitely benefits from fresh too. eyes on us. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Matt, you got some extra credit for us this week? I sure do. Nothing. Let's let's okay. go. <laughs> the Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Coming Down the Aisle. We are committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things professional wrestling. Be sure to follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date on all of our shows. We are back for some extra credit with our Extra Cooler Top 3. The Extra Cooler Top 3 spotlights our top stories from the week that was in pro wrestling brought to you by Chalkline. And Chalkline brings you our favorite officially licensed WWE apparel on jackets, shorts, and more over at chalk-line.com. And the Pod Foundation will save you 10% when you enter PF10 at checkout. Let's go some speed round again, some honorable mention Prayers up for Barry Windham, who seems to have suffered a massive heart attack and is in ICU at the moment. Uh, Best wishes, and I hope he has a strong recovery. Um, Into more fun notes, Uh, we did see two returns this week on AEW, now a week later. Sorry, we're a day late. But a week later, Ruby Soho returned to AEW TV last week, and then Tegan Knox showed up on SmackDown. Um, Nick is is yawning in the camera here to show his excitement and why it's an honorable mention in the top three. <laughs> top three, the story number three, we saw Bow Wow. Yep, little Bow Wow, that guy, uh, is on our wrestling screens. Starting a, uh, a little heated up story with Jade Cargill here, um, saying that he's going to bring somebody along with him. The internet marks over the last week have been saying that it's going to be Sasha Banks. Yeah, I family, don't right? It. It's family. I don't believe it. Yeah, it, well, Bow Wow is connected to Snoop Dogg. Snoop, Snoop yeah. Dogg obviously connected to Sasha. Eh, <laughs> I, I, I can't say it's going to happen. Sticking with story number two, let's stay in AEW. MJF last Wednesday debuts the BBB, the Big Burberry Belt. I thought it was a nice idea, a little less than stellar execution. I would have liked to have seen that that uh, Burberry pattern pop a little bit more. But that's not the story number two. Story <laughs> number two is him taking out Regal with the brass knucks from behind. They have essentially killed off William Regal from AEW television. Rumors now confirmed by Tony Khan himself that Regal approached AEW and requested that he not renew his contract at the end of the year so he can spend time coaching with his son and head back to AEW, uh, excuse me, back to WWE. Um, so the, the details here are that he is eligible to go back to WWE in a backstage capacity uh, in the new year. And then he will not be able to be an on-screen character until 2024. Whoa. So interesting. 
Uh, I like it for Regal. It seems he wants to go back to be with his son, who I didn't realize was at WWE. So really pretty cool here. The reunion of him and Triple H only means positive things in my eyes. So uh, the stop and go storytelling at AEW really kind of stinks here. The timing is poor. They brought William Regal into this huge spot of, of MJF winning the title because of the brass knucks and William Regal. And then he's gone poof off our screens so a little disappointing i would have loved to have seen the uh the storytelling there speaking of storytelling let's go to story number one wwe is already starting to talk about the royal rumble and here we are eight weeks before the actual event so seven weeks from this upcoming saturday we are going to have our royal rumble kofi kingston is the first one to declare for the rumble on smackdown then he shows up on nxt and is going to challenge for the tag titles. But my, I'm going to ask you guys for some homework next week. Let's talk some way too early Royal Rumble picks. I'll give you mine right now. Ooh. Solo Sokoa Whoa. is my pick to win the Royal Rumble. This, I was already texting Nick this on Monday before Monday Night Raw hit. Then he comes out. He has an extremely strong showing. Samoan Spike displayed had his thumb taped up and uh, man, I think we are cooking up solo Sokoa to be the reason why we have a, a tiff within the bloodline. And it's all because of the elders were the ones that sent him setting the stage for the rock to come in. Ooh, solo yeah. Sokoa is my way too early Royal rumble pick. Put it in the books. I can't yes. wait to get into this because I'm going to dump all over the, uh, <laughs> No, I love I love that, but I'm gonna dump all over the Rock being involved in WrestleMania. I, I did it for the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a pretty cool nod. I don't know if you picked up on it with uh, his his nod to um, Umaga on Raw. Who uh, it was the anniversary of his passing when right. or was it SmackDown? I believe um, where he hit, hit the uh, um, and they didn't reference it at all, which was a little right. weird. Um, but anyway, he, excellent. He painted, his, he painted half his face at, at war yes. games like Umaga. He, uh, you know, he, he certainly has that that tough guy, you know, Samoan way about him, and certainly looks like an Umaga take. Uh, you know, um, you know, from the Umaga mold is the words I'm looking for. But uh, yeah, Solo Sokoa is my pick. That wraps up our top three. Nick, take us home, man. Excellent. Well, we've got some stuff to talk about because you just delivered some some killer homework for next week. Uh, we've got an extra credit episode, and then we've got uh, one more festive episode up our sleeves uh, before the holidays hit. So uh, cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, if you're not already doing it, make sure you follow, rate, review, subscribe um, to The Extra Cooler Show, and please tell all your friends about uh, us. And thanks for listening. See ya. See you next week. That's uh, me spitting into my gator juice. <laughs> I thought I'd treat you all to a very special Kurt Angle Invitational. Tonight, I put my gold medal on the line with a man who's a lot like me. He's admired by millions. He's the very best at what he does. And he treats his craft very seriously. Please welcome my opponent for tonight, Santa Claus. What? Santa Claus? 
Kris Kringle? Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so uh, what's in cooler? Oh, <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. <laughs> Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nice. nice.